You are listening to episode 134 of the Game Inflators podcast. My name's John, and I'm joined by Ryan. Hey, everybody, here at the Game Inflators podcast, we like to talk about games for the summer, games that are chill, and our top five list of summer games in this week's Staycation Vacation Challenge. You didn't get enough of a staycation in 2020? We need another one in 2021? Hey, we're talking about all the fun summer sun time games that will keep you inside of your own home this year. (laughs) I did summer 2020. (laughs) All year 2020 summer staycation. (laughs) I know. It's uh, maybe... Maybe this wasn't the most apt idea, but it, it works, right? Yeah, I think all I literally have not gone into like my office for work since March of last year. Yeah, March of last year. So I've been home <laughs> this whole time, uh, and it, it has not been summer. So maybe a list like this is just what I need to kind of like get away from that and actually have a summer at home that's fun and chill. Right. So good stuff. Good stuff. No, I don't think it's too far fetched. Uh, but yeah, so this week, summer gaming memories and summer games that we've enjoyed in the past. Uh, some of the stuff that we feel is, you know, kind of similar to our, um, I guess, our starter kit showdowns in a sense, right? We're going to be picking five games that we think that you guys should definitely be purchasing, sitting back during the summer, enjoying, and uh, then, of course, make the judgment on a little who had the less budget minded, though, because, you know, sometimes you got you to gotta spend a little money to have some fun. Oh man, like I I was totally uh, under budget if we were doing budgets, whereas you were well over uh, in, in what I would have seen. So yeah. we'll get into that a little deeper here. But uh, dude, so we're not going to talk pickups. We're not going to talk currently playing. I think, uh, you know, we can all agree Ryan is not playing Persona right now. He's probably not playing yeah, Mario I have not Odyssey. Picked up or played anything since the last time we talked. <laughs> yeah, you uh you picked up last week. You got some PlayStation games, but uh other than that, nothing. And Yeah, and they me, haven't refreshed uh PS Plus yet, so no new pickups. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> not me June. Uh, me I I did get, you know, the uh the one Stranded Deep, right? I got that game, but uh other than that, no pickups for me either. Uh okay. So, and I'm currently playing Jade Cocoon still. Um hopefully have that beat here pretty soon. Uh, and then, you know, if Ryan doesn't beat his game, some Blue's Clues will be coming his way all Blue's the way through. As we Blue's talked about Blue's last Blue's. week, he may be just beating the entire game to to reconcile for his, you know, past mistakes of not per- or not beating other games. Or just to continue being lazy. Or that too. Yeah. So we'll get your handy dandy notebook out here pretty soon. Uh, you know what? I might add to the ante, dude. If you can't beat both, you might have to beat Spice World too. Okay. Now we're getting, now things are getting out of hand. I did find my copy. Oh, gosh. Yeah, while digging through and undoing the loft. All right, so uh, summer gaming memories. Ryan, uh, we'll kick it off to you, man. Like, so, the, year is, the year is, what, 2000? That's a good year. And five, we'll say 2005. And high school, sophomore. High school years, and you decided you... <laughs> Waited was, for that Xbox. That's not sophomore years for us anymore. <laughs> it's more like senior year. But you, you got that Xbox, and you're kind of chilling back and... Uh, what else are you playing? So, summer of 2005, what was I? I actually don't know what I was playing in summer of 2005. Dude, I don't think either of us knows what we were playing in 2005. So, bad question to you. But you might have been playing Evil Dead. No, I definitely was not. Well, <laughs> that I, was I mean, last week. It came out in 2005. Right. <laughs> I could have been. I, I didn't own an Xbox, though. I was waiting for the 360 still at that point. Gotcha. But, um, 
you know, I think summer's an important time for, you know, everybody, kids especially, kids in school. You know, you get out of school, now bedtime doesn't really matter. You know, maybe you go on a family vacation, but for the most part, it means hot days. At least uh, we're in Arizona. I, I had hot days <laughs> for me, <laughs> growing man. up. For me, so, the ocean. Summertime was sitting inside, playing some games, chilling with some friends, you know, still going outside and having a good time, but trying not to overheat and die. The, uh, the ritual of summer and E3 and being able to, like, just play games all day long it meant a lot and there's so many different things like i always remember game boy being like the shining summer thing because if you're in that six hour car ride or that three hour plane flight i mean you got to have that game boy you got to have fresh batteries you got to have the latest pokemon to catch that's always been very summer for me going and visiting my aunt she had a a Game Boy and uh, Mario Land 6 Golden Coins. So I always associate that game with summer, kind of, too. I had a a GameCube, like the screen. Oh, nice. For, like, the car ride. So, like, playing Smash and stuff, like, in the car ride with, like, a friend on the way somewhere for a vacation, going to California. Like, that was a great time. Um, summer was, like... Also, the time where, you know, if you couldn't be left alone at home, you'd have to go into work with your parents. And my parents, they had, like, office computers, but nothing, like, crazy. I was never a big PC gamer anyways, but, like, just days and days of endless Flash games online. Uh, I especially love uh, Cartoon Network had these, like, uh, cartoon, cartoon summer resort games that were, like, point-click adventure kind of games featuring all, like, the different cartoon, cartoon characters, like Cow and Chicken, Ed and Ed and Eddie, Ed, Ed, Ed and Eddie, you know, all the different characters, like, around Johnny Bravo, you're doing, like, stuff for them, and everybody's, like, chilling by the pool, like, summer vibes, man, that's kind of what we wanted to get into this week, is, like, all these summer vibes, I mean, you're, you're Mr. Florida, man, like, you live summer year-round, practically, right? <laughs> yeah, right, like, it, that's pretty much what it was. Uh, yes, I mean, we used to just do a lot of fishing, a lot of diving, and swimming, and everything else, for the most part, but, you know, when I did get my hands on some video games, uh, one of the key things that I reminisce about the most is land parties with some Halo. Halo on the original land Xbox. parties. Yeah, for sure, so we'd get, god, we had about four or five kids in Justin's neighborhood, that would come on over and that's all we do man i know i've talked land parties before in halo but dude there's something like if you didn't live through that you truly missed out being able to do like a long 50 foot ethernet cord from one side of a house and a tv to the other and having two groups of four just kind of chilling out on each side yelling across the house always good stuff man and we actually uh i brought this up before and we had uh, the xbox hooked up at, at my house in 360 i think no, it wasn't 360. It was just a standard Xbox. But we had like a good hundred feet of land cable. We were like Googling every single thing that we could to try and extend our land cable from one side of the house to the other. And we're talking like the loft on one side of my house all the way to the other side of the house. So Man, you like, guys were really worried about screen looking, weren't oh, you? Oh yeah, yeah. We were totally <laughs> like paranoid about screen screen looks. But uh, dude, yeah. Well, I mean, dude, I played with Justin and my brother, like the two biggest culprits to looking at a damn screen. 
I'm not kidding you, dude. I can't tell you how many times like I would be camped out in a corner and just someone just randomly snipe me. I'm like, how did you see me? He's like, oh, I just I knew where you were camping. I'm like, oh, I, I wonder how you knew where, where I was camping. Such Screen a look. He's such a pathological liar when it comes to video games. Like, no, no, no. Like, I knew where you were. No, like, I got that headshot fair and square. Oh, no. Like, I didn't realize that that rocket launcher was going to hit the banshee you were literally just about to walk into. Like, every single time, dude. All the time. <laughs> so, it got to a point where we were like, no, nope, we're not. I'm not screen sharing for you anymore. And coincidentally, I would kick his ass when we weren't looking at screens. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> Funny that how that works out, huh? Yeah, right? So that was a big one for me. Um, uh, Summer Dude dedicating tons upon tons of hours to RPGs. All See, the that's time. what I need. I need a child's summer to be able to get through Persona. Yeah, right? Uh, nothing like a little pandemic, you know, <laughs> would have helped you out there. It didn't. It, it didn't help me. It didn't help you out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it didn't help me out either. I mean, just somebody was... Oh, we were talking last night at a party and uh, my wife was like, oh, yeah, I had like a good month off of work and everything because like I caught COVID and it was like two weeks of having it. And then she couldn't go to work because I had it. And then she caught it like the tail end. So she had another two weeks that she got to hang out at home. She's like, oh, yeah, I just played like a month of video games and I got paid. I'm like, yeah, I had to work the entire damn time because I was already working from home. There wasn't a no sympathy. Yeah, John, like, go ahead and take the two weeks off like you're good. So she was just like banging through all these crazy amounts of games. I think she beat Dante's Inferno and a couple God of War games during that whole month. And I'm just sitting there like every day, like eight to four, nine to five, like just every day <laughs> doing my regular thing and not being able to leave the house or play games because she's still playing them. So yeah, yeah pandemic didn't do me any good either. Uh, but yeah, so long RPGs, I think uh, my brother and I would play a lot of Legend of Dragoon. That's I would watch him play it at least. Legend of Dragoon is such a summer game for me. Uh, it, there's just like, I, I had to have gotten it during the summer because I always remember like playing it during the summer. Yeah. And like, that's when you had the time to like, or at least I had the time back then to actually sit down and play these long ass RPGs. Yeah, I think my fondest memory is going to be uh, probably Final Fantasy X. So during the summer, Justin and I were like, we're going to like completely destroy this game. We're going to capture every single monster. We're going to get the monster fighting arena completely unloaded, get all of the ultimate weapons, and just level up sphere grids. So it was so stupid. I probably brought this up in the past, but uh, we got Yuna to like however much attack that she had. And we were dealing like 40,000 damage of Yuna's like simple attack. So we got to the end battle eject and uh, we're just like, ping, with Yuna. And then his whole form is gone. Like the next form comes yeah. up. We're like, holy crap. So it it was so funny to just absolutely demolish that game. Uh, summons doing like 99,000 damage in that game because there's just like no caps on the 9,900. Well, there are, but you get certain abilities that allow you to uncap it. And it's just so stupid, dude. Like Blitzball, we had beaten every single component of Blitzball that we could. It was just stupid how good the uh, the players were. Like, we played a lot of Final Fantasy X that year. Final Fantasy X is also like the summeriest of summer games. Like, yeah, it's all beach and water and like the beautiful cutscenes. Like when they're like on the boat heading to uh, whatever that uh, Blitzball tournament is. And yeah. Just, Watching those visuals as a kid, it was like, oh my god, yes, yeah. I'm here for it. Unlocking a jet shot, dude, that thing did wonders. Like, if you could beat the uh, Blitzball tournament, 
uh, it, you needed the jack shot for sure to be able to beat the Blitzball tournament. So I remember the first time I played Final Fantasy X, I did not uh, beat the first Blitzball tournament. The second time, we ended up beating it. And then the third time, we just crushed it. So yeah, I, I beat that game three times. Crazy enough. Uh, and then the other one was, I remember there was one summer dude where like all I did was play Fallout 3 on the Xbox. I'd wake up, I'd play Fallout. I would eat lunch, I'd play Fallout. Eat dinner, play Fallout till whatever time. Go to sleep, wake up like middle of the morning. Was more, that Fallout like, 4? No, Fallout 3. Oh, Fallout 3. Yeah. Oh, okay. And just like, no, Fallout 4 came out when yeah, I was out right. here. Uh, so it was just like Fallout 3 every single day during the summer. And what sucked is like, I was just trying to unlock everything I could. And I blew up the... Um, uh, the town, like Nuketown or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I blew it up, and I'm like, oh, cool. Like, that was fun. I go out there, and there was, like, a game-destroying glitch. Like, I could not progress any further oh, because no. of it. And uh, after that, I turned it off, and then I rebeat it, actually, when I moved out to Arizona. So, good stuff. Uh, but that was just straight up, dude, like, the whole summer exploring every single area of that wasteland. It just... Finding the Nuka-Cola factory for the first time. Like, I didn't use any sort of, um, like, maps or grids. It was just, like, fun. It was just exploring it. And it consumed my life for one summer. Um, That's a good one to give give your life to. Like, I was thinking about, uh, you know, I've definitely done that with games like Skyrim and stuff. I mean, all those kind of games, you really live that kind of play style with. At, eventually, at one point or another, if you're really into it, you just kind of eat, breathe, and sleep that game. Yeah. But... You know, it's it's so different. Like, Skyrim cannot be a summer game because it's all winter. Well, it's like snow everywhere. It's well, all Vikings and mountains and and I there's not some it's not a summer game. Well and Skyrim is life. I mean it's on it's been what, ten years since Skyrim was released, I think. It's it's actually kind of ridiculous how long it's been out. It's been out since PS3, I think. Um that's that's insane to think about. Uh but you know, at the end of the day though, those weren't like my chill games you know like uh games that i could just kind of sit back and not have any like crazy worry in the world so uh for me i would say that when it came down to just kind of relaxing in the summer and, and sitting back i would play some mario games not many because there is some stress in those pending like what you're trying to accomplish and you know i would play like replay super mario world and such like a lot of people have over the years uh, but for me it was always sports games dude like i could sit back and play hours upon hours of Madden or start up a, uh, you know, a new character in MLB The Show on PS2 and just kind of sit back and play that for a long time, playing some NHL hits and relaxing on that one. Hot Shots Golf, another fun game to just kind of really just sit back and, and not worry, man. And it depends on like what type of mode you want to play it on, but it was just fun to like sit back and play those games and especially baseball games like MLB The Show having such a long season and i mean it's a summer game anyways right mm -hmm. like baseball in inherently is a summer-based game and so to just play that during the summer always made the most sense and like keeping track with my team and then also playing my game at the same time was always a lot of fun so i remember i had a uh, a pitcher that i created in that game after myself and the guy was throwing like crazy, like 102 mile an hour fastballs and was like banging out home runs as well. So it was like absolutely insane. But this player that I created was just like 75 home runs a year and like striking out however many just batters. Just superhuman. Yeah, just superhuman type game. And it was just a lot of fun to play that, that particular character. Like I think I had like a 600, um, uh, what was it, 600 average or something when I was playing back then. 
tons of fun. Like just sit back, relax, and just play that. So how about I never yourself? got into like sports games really so much, but like definitely there with Mario. Like Mario games are like super chill. And I mean like Sunshine is the epitome of like a summer game maybe not the chillest of the mario games that one's like a little wonky with the controls sometimes and maybe gets you a little bit out of that especially on like the uh like the sand levels where you don't have flood but like yeah super mario world super chill to just sit back and play through i love like some mario kart some mario tennis on n64 those are like oh just relaxed dude we had a blast playing mario tennis um what else uh yeah big long rpgs like you were talking about weird games that are like not you know uh, not necessarily like puzzle games because puzzle games can get pretty stressful i mean some people really zone out and zen to those kind of things but like stuff like pilot wings where you're just kind of you just kind of play or katamari or animal crossing like games that like you know are just for the fun uh simulator games very much in the same vein any uh mmo like i remember spending lots of time on uh runescape during summer also you know there's anything where you could just kind of sit back and unwind and you don't have to worry about the stress like god of war not a summer game <laughs> that's a that's an intense game Grand Theft Auto, there's a good summer game. Oh, dude, for nice, sure. relax, just blow shit up. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto is definitely uh, a game to play during the summer for sure. Like, 100%. Being able to get the five stars and uh, just run around and destroy everything, get the police to chase you, that was always fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, okay. Well, uh, dude, I think we, uh, we can go through and uh, do our list. So we each came up with our top five summer games that are chill and fun and we enjoy. They're very different lists. Like, usually we've got some overlap, but uh, we've got completely different values. We've got completely different lists of games. We've got completely different consoles of stuff. Uh, I'll, I'll start. Okay. So I came in way on the high end of the budget for this one. So if you guys are looking for summer games on the cheap, you'd be best looking at John's list. So my total list, uh, well, I'll get to that at the end. So number one on here, Zelda The Wind Waker. Beautiful blue oceans and skies sailing around, doing the Zelda thing. There's pirates and treasure and colorful cartoon graphics i mean breath of the wild or uh wind waker like really kind of brought that era that like breath of the wild is in now like that open ended zelda where you can go and explore anywhere and like just the vibrant bright colors and stuff like i wanted to put breath of the wild on here but I've already got two other Switch games, so I figured I'd throw it out there for Wind Waker. And I didn't put Wind Waker HD because uh, I just feel like collectors, maybe the GameCube one's better. Like, if you've got a, a Wii U, you probably already got that. If you're just getting into collecting, this is a must-have for the GameCube, I feel. So that's why that's on here. Um, 
I went with PS4 for this next one, uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. This is also available on Switch, so you could get it on there too. That's where I have it. I just didn't want three Switch games on here again. So, Crash. Like, Crash 1 especially. Like, you open up on the beach. Crash doesn't wear a shirt, man. No shirt. No worries. He's just spinning around, hitting boxes, stepping on crabs, island hopping. Super summer. Super fun. The Insane Trilogy has like all three games on there. So that should keep you busy all summer. Um, I guess I should be talking about prices on these too. So Wind Waker was $62.25. Ouch. Crash is actually the cheapest game on my list at $19. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Pokemon Sapphire. You gotta have a Game Boy game. And I'm going with the Game Boy version. I know that Alpha Sapphire is out there. And you could definitely get that and play that, but there's just something nostalgic about the original for me. It's like one of my favorite Game Boy games, one of my favorite Pokemon games. I, I would love to go back and play that one more so than the remake, actually. Uh, but it's it's the one with uh, Kyogre, and you're in the ocean, you're diving. There's like a lot of different like mechanics going on. It's got Wingles in it. Very summery for me. Very beach vibe for me in that one. Uh, most popular game of 2020 and the chillest game ever. Animal Crossing New Horizons. This is this is the one that will keep you going all year long. I mean, I touch base with it every so often. Usually for like holiday stuff just to see what's going on. I think that there's going to be a bunch of new updates announced next month. Hmm. Uh, at E3 for this game? Well, ne next week. Well, that's next month. <laughs> no, it isn't. We're in June. It's so, May right now. No, it isn't. It's June 5th today. No. While we're recording, it's June 5th. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're definitely, you're thinking last week. Yeah. Yeah, no, right. You're well off on your uh, on your recording days, dude. I'm chill, man. You're, you're I'm definitely... already in summer. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say May ended on like Monday. Uh, yeah, dude. I don't know. Like, see, this is the this is the reason that I never play games in between us recording anymore because the week goes by so fast. I don't even realize what day it is half the time. Like, my job is just like I got a new job a few months ago. In case you have been gone away for a long time, but like. I got a phone job now where it's like, I'm just talking to people. So it's like, I just have conversations throughout the day and one day blends into the next day because it's just really all having conversations. And I don't really have like dates that I have to be like super worried about all the time or anything like that. I don't have like a lot of change. It's just day after day and life just happens. It comes at you fast kids. Yeah, my That's mom. why you got to sit back and smell the roses and play these games. Yeah. My mom called me the other day. She's like, Oh, I'll be there in a month and a half. And I'm like, Oh crap. Yeah, you are. I'm like, we talked about that three months ago. <laughs> so yeah, dude, like I feel you. That's just how it is. Um, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, $41. And last on my list, I've got Super Mario 3D All-Stars because it's only $3 more than buying the completed box GameCube Mario Sunshine. So it's just a way better deal. Uh, nothing says summer like Mario Sunshine. Uh, it's not the chillest game always, but I mean, you got N64 Uh Mario 64 on there and the GameCube version of um, Mario, Mario Galaxy. No, Mario Galaxy is on the Wii. Oh, it is a Wii game. <laughs> oh, that's right. 
You can't so you get got, your can't get your recording days right. Can't you get your game straight? Three generations of game on one modern console. They're all chill Mario games. You get those summer vibes. This is my list. I'm vibing on this list. If you like this list, you've got too much money to spend on games because that's two hundred twenty five dollars for all those games. <laughs> this man's vibing all day today. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised you made it here to the house, you guys. Uh, okay, so before we start my list, uh, of course, catch our episodes on your favorite podcast application or applications, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Podcast Addict, etc. Find us on thegamedeflators.com and on Instagram and Facebook at thegamedeflators, Twitter at gamedeflators. And of course, leave a five-star review, if not two five-star reviews, and maybe a six-star review. As many reviews as you can. All Always the reviews. Push. All the reviews. All the vibes. Let so, us know what your summer vibe in. My list, I will say, is much cheaper than Ryan's. And I would have to argue, well, I mean, you kind of played it a little bit here, right? So you got your Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, three games in one. Your Super Mario All-Stars, three games in one. So, I mean, in total, you're looking at six, seven, eight, nine games on your list compared to my five. However, quality always over quantity, folks. Always. And price point, too. John's got a good list. I, I do have a pretty good list, actually. So my first game is uh, Final Fantasy X on the PlayStation 2. Uh, and, of course, you can pick this up on PS4, Nintendo Switch, and probably PS5 down the road. Like, who knows? This game's been, like, reprinted God knows how many times. PS3, I think, has a copy. You get it on Vita. Uh, yeah, Vita. So, yeah, it's been reprinted a lot. Uh, but it is only $5.24 right now on the PlayStation 2, which is actually kind of shocking to me for a complete in-box copy. It's probably a greatest hits, which to me is a bane of my existence. Uh, but, you know, as I noted earlier, Final Fantasy X is one of my all-time favorite games. Uh, it is one that I could sit back right now and replay it a fourth time if I wanted to. And uh, I've always enjoyed it. The Blitzball component to it, all the collecting aspects of it, uh, finding the different summons that you normally would not be able to find. Uh, so you've got like the Mage's Sisters, Anima, and a couple others, I think, that are locked up that you have to locate. Um, the weapons. So you have like the Chocobo races, uh, where you have to go ahead and get uh, Titus or Titus, however you want to pronounce his name, uh, getting his ultimate weapon and such. Um, there's just various tasks like dodging 200 lightning bolts and swimming around various edges of places to find people's like sigils that can be added on to their weapons. Like it's there's so much going for that game and so many like things that you could do like collecting monsters like it's a game that can monster. keep you busy all summer oh yeah for sure like there's so much to do plus the sphere grid it, and the different directions you can go on that absolute blast totally what did you it. what did you do with your kimari because he kind of starts off in like a neutral place you can kind of take him however i always uh, turned him into a, a secondary black mage i mean we pretty much filled out the uh the ability spheres for like almost all the characters everybody so for us it was like everybody was well-rounded and like dealing magic uh, I think when I played it the first time, I didn't really use Kamari. My main party was, of course, Titus, Yuna, um, and Auron would have been the, the main characters there. Um, I used Waka a lot, actually, in the second go-round. And then in the second go-round, I also played a lot with Lulu because I found the Dark Magic to be a, a great option uh, for me. And then at some point, I had Lulu and Yuna as, like, my healers. So I had them both dealing, like, healing magic at some point in time. So it was... It was an interesting uh, experience playing that game. I want to say in total, I've probably, between the three times I've played Final Fantasy, I've probably put in close to 400 hours into that game in this in the separate times I played, if you combine them all. 
That's a lot of hours. It is, yeah. But it's a great game. Uh, so the other one I've got on here is going to be Soul Calibur 2 on the GameCube. I don't care what you say. That is a superior version. Link. Of them. Yeah, you got Link on there. I don't care about Heihachi. I don't care about... Uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Spawn, I think, is in the other one on the uh, Xbox version. Like, Link all the way. The controller was by far the better out of those three, in my opinion. I played a lot of Smash. I played a lot of Soul Calibur. And I played a lot of Double Dash growing up. And, um, yeah, for sure, Soul Calibur 2 is the top of that list. I think outside of, I think it's Soul Calibur 4 or 5, uh, this is by far my favorite Soul Calibur out of all of them. Uh, and that one is sitting at 2374 complete in box on GameCube, which is actually pretty affordable for GameCube games right now. Next one for my list here is uh, Hot Shots Golf 4, PlayStation 2. I've mentioned Hot Shots Golf in a couple lists in the past, I think. Uh, in fact, our PSP list, I want to say I mentioned Hot Shots Golf. And, dude, the Hot Shots games are just, they're so relaxing. I mean, there's nothing crazy about it. They're fun. They've got great little characters. They each have their own little abilities. They've all got their own quips and things that they do. Um, the greens in that game are just really interesting to play on. And, you know, I don't play golf in actual life, and I'm not a huge fan of watching golf, but there's something about playing golf on the PlayStation that just makes it all better. And uh, you can pick that one up at $7.75. And I actually just picked up Hot Shoff. Hot Shots Golf uh, Open T, I think it is, on the PlayStation 3. Uh, so I have that coming in the mail. Uh, so that should be pretty cool. Uh, next one, and we did play this one uh, this week, was Ridge Racer 7 on the PlayStation 3. Uh, that one's sitting there, and it looks like, if my eyesight is playing games with me, it looks like 1802 on my eyesight. It could likely be 1602. No, it's 18. Okay, 1802. My eyes are terrible. And, uh, dude, Ridge Racer 7, you got the experience of Ridge Racer and Ridge Racer 7 now. Or Ridge Racer 4 and Ridge Racer 7. Fantastic series. I think it's one of the most underrated racing game series of all time or franchises. I think it gets overshadowed by things like Gran Turismo and Forza. Uh, this, to me, is probably one of the more superior uh, racing simulators. I think, graphically, it's always had the other two, for sure. Um, maybe not so much Forza, but at least during that era... I felt that Ridge Racer 7 was a better racing game out of the Gran Turismo games, or out of the racing games that were released. And uh, I just always had a blast with the customizations and being able to sit back with like super cool, like techno type beat music, going through like the various, yeah, the various Grand Prix that they have. And uh, it's, it's just great, dude. And like lots of unlockables, lots of like extras that you can put on your vehicle. Um, I used to play one-on-one -on -one with my brother and we would just have fun with that. So great game overall. And then uh, the last one here that I've got is Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. I think that one's uh, pretty Obviously evident. Scream Summer. Yeah, and uh, so that one is going to be on Xbox. That one's sitting at 2268. Uh, just a great game overall. I, we used to sell a lot of these when I worked at the game store. Like it was never in stock for some I've never played reason. any of those before. Yeah, they're actually pretty fun. And I mean, it's, it's the Dead or Alive girls, right? Playing some beach volleyball. And uh, you can't get any better than that, I guess, right? In a video game. Uh, but it's just, again, that sports vibe, that kind of chilling back. And uh, I just love sports games, dude. Like, I, it's one of my, um, what do you call it? Guilty pleasures of video games is sports games. Absolutely love them. And games like this just make it all worth it. Uh, so for me, dude, uh, my total value here, which is, I think, the best value... 77.43 for all of these games right now. Uh, and if we look at the overall list, um, 
top game in terms of price is uh, 62.25 for that copy of Wind Waker you got. You know, if you have a Wii U though, you could pick that game up right now. I think it's brand new for 50 bucks. So used, you might be able to get it for 35. But I can understand the wanting of uh, a GameCube version, uh, not only for collectible aspects, but uh, just preferring the GameCube controller over uh, playing it on like the Wii Remote Pro or whatever, and or the Wii Pro Remote and or that touchscreen. Um, I could definitely see the appeal to that on a GameCube instead. Uh, but the overall game value that I had uh, that was cheapest. Best was value be, game. Yeah, best value game is going to be that uh, 524 Final Fantasy X. That's like, you can't not pick that up. <laughs> yeah, like you have to. So I think in terms of... Like if you need a doorstop, just buy a box copy of Final Fantasy yeah. X. Probably about the same cost as an actual doorstop. Yeah, and then you get and to play Final Fantasy X. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it, it acts in both ways. Um, dude, I thought we both had some pretty good lists here overall. Uh, I mean, let us know in the comments whose list you felt was better here uh, for summer. But, I mean, I would be down to play any of these. But let's uh, we, we played two of them. So let's kind of talk a little bit about our two games that we played. Yeah, so we played some Ridge Racer. And, I mean, I had never played any of the Ridge Racer until we played the R4 for the PS Classic. And I thought it was awesome. This game was good, too. Uh, I mean, I'm still not <laughs> the best driver. I definitely came in last place versus John and the computers. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's still fun, though. Like, there is something about, like, just like the drift controls are interesting. And uh, the tracks that we raced on were nice. Uh, the visuals look great. The cars look great. Um, it's held up very nicely over the last, yeah. you know, 10, 12 years. Yeah, and... I would definitely play more of these games and I think it would be fun to like kind of go through the history of Ridge Racer and see, you know, some of the evolution between them, see how, you know, they added systems. Cause like, that's the thing, like at the level we get in and I usually look at these games, like I'm sure I could be way better at Ridge Racer. Like even if I was just able to go in and do some of the fine tuning, you know, like the stuff that the game builds out for you in these extra systems to give you more control and give you the ability to, you know, be able to, you know, compensate for some of your weaknesses with better handling or better acceleration or whatever through parting your car out differently and really getting that custom feel. And I just haven't had enough exposure to get to that point, but like I can definitely see it. And when we were playing, I was like saying that it really gave me vibes for like uh cruise in America, like the arcade games and stuff and talking about how I'd love those. And, you know, arcades are another huge summertime thing like going to the arcade and killing a day just playing games and stuff and um of all the sports games or of all the things on your list like racing games in an arcade that screams summer i'm all about that i had a fun time with this and we should play more ridge racer again at some point yeah i think i've got it might be sealed actually, but I've got, I think it's Evolution, Ridge Racer Evolution, I think is what it's called on PlayStation 2. But yeah, there's plenty of Ridge Racer games. Obviously, there's up to seven <laughs> at bare minimum, right? So I think we should play some more of these and maybe even jump into a Need for Speed game or two down the road too. see how those play out. I played some Need for Speed in the past. I think I have a couple. I might have Hot Pursuit and I might have, um, God, what was it? I forget the name of it, but I think I've got Hot Pursuit for sure. Uh, okay. 
And so the other game we played, and, and I guess to comment on Ridge Racer 7 as well, like I said, very underrated, one of my favorites. It was probably one of the first PlayStation 3 games I actually purchased uh, right after it was Resistance. And you know, it was Resistance and this one. These were Those were the first two games that I purchased. And I just had a blast playing them. And Ridge Racer 7, I don't know why, but it's just, it seems so difficult to get your hands on that one out in the wild. Like you have to somehow like always purchase it on like eBay or something. I've never seen it in a game store, oddly enough. Um, so yeah, there's that one. And then we played a little bit of Mario Sunshine as well. Uh, I haven't beat Mario Sunshine funny enough. I got super far in it, but my wife hates the GameCube controller and that's what we were playing it on. So she was just like, I don't want to play this anymore. Like we're done. Like we'll, we'll play another game because I just can't take the controller. But now that I've got 3D All-Stars, it might be one of those that I look back and... Uh, potentially restart that game so we'll see on that one but uh that's a game that i've had a lot of fun with in the past i do hate the controls as well in terms of the uh the overall like jetpack or the what is it the flood system and uh you know aiming is a is a complete bitch in that game and then obviously like floating around can be a pain in the ass as well depending on what you're trying to get onto but you do get used to it after a while and it becomes a lot easier but i can see why some people would have some difficulty with this game and wanting to play it but uh, dude story wise it's for me one of the top mario games from a story perspective uh, i do always find it funny that everybody knows how to speak other than mario yeah uh, so that's always funny it's the one where mario goes to jail and gets sentenced to do community service yeah like it's got like one of the wonkiest stories uh for any game that i'm you know outside of like uh what is it mario's time machine or one of those yeah or mario goes missing like it's it's definitely you know mario does community service is what this game should really be called but it's it's a blast dude like i enjoy it it's one of my favorites i think it's not the best mario game like i definitely do prefer some other mario games like even not classic mario games like i love the paper mario series and uh thousand year door has like a great like tropical island with like pirates and stuff that's very summery vibe going on and like a bunch of different excursions that you go on on the different like you know parts of the world and that's all very travel and has that same kind of feeling too but it's literally the mecca of summertime games is mario sunshine so it had to go on this list we had to play it a little bit again i think it's a great let's play game to watch just because it can be frustrating to play, but like, it's definitely, it's 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 on this episode, so we probably never have to talk about it again. Honestly, after today. Well, I would say that for Mario Sunshine, the most frustrating thing that I found was trying to get the um, I guess what is it, the the shines or or whatever they're called, the shine spirits, uh, having to pick those up at the end of those like crazy puzzle type levels where you're like jumping across like all these different things. The sand block ones, the ones where you don't have like flood and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. Those are by far like break your controller worthy. Yeah. All of those. 100% like would want to destroy my controller if I could on those. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I... It's also kind of hard to go back from Odyssey where you can just keep collecting stuff and you don't get booted out of the level and then you have to start the level again. Yeah, it's true, especially with... Yeah, no, you're right. Well, no, I think Odyssey, you have your worlds and then you have your areas you can jump into and do different things in there. But yeah, you're right. It's 
you know, collect the red coins type of situation. I guess actually, no, I'm thinking more Mario 64, but like, you know, collect the red coins in GameCube and you get through like six of them, but then your character dies and you got to go in and do all all over again. Like, yeah. it's pain in the ass. The puzzle levels are even worse because, you know, once you lose however many lives or get to a point where you just can't pass it, it's just so frustrating. So that would be one of the reasons it's not on my summer list because I'd probably not be chill on it. I'd probably destroy my GameCube controller. I went all visual on that one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I think looking at these games, man, uh, obviously we'll rate the the Mario Sunshine as far as uh, the 3D All-Stars. You know, we're not going to look at this from the GameCube perspective because that's what we played on was the Switch. But, you know, at the $44, roughly, dollar range, $47 range, would you say that that game is uh, currently inflated or, or perfect or just right? Um, so I, it's hard to say on that one because it is like a classic. Like people are always gonna want that game. I feel like with how Nintendo does all its games and how well they hold their value versus how frustrating it can be and how it's not always like the the go-to Mario game, I think that it is kind of just right. Like, even though it's on the expensive side, I think that that's it just holding its value and being, you know, it was the only, like, Mario game on GameCube, right? Like, there was no other, like, Mario platformer on GameCube. Not that I, not offhand that I can think of. No, I don't think there was. Yeah, it's, it stands out as holding its place there and i think even though it's kind of expensive it kind of deserves to be expensive oh well, i guess you could argue that yeah. and you get the 3d all-stars still like i know they're not making it anymore but it's still widely available you get that for you know even new you're getting all your money's worth from that yeah so as of june 2021 yeah you could pick up a ton of these copies or or at least one copy at an affordable price still which is nice um yeah and i think for ridge racer man in terms of the overall value 1802 i mean that this, sounds fine yeah it I mean, looks good it's it, a racing game mm -hmm. yeah this game could easily be a 20 dollar game no problem um you know if you find it for 15 you're doing yourself a favor but i think it's just right you know 1802 i think that's a good price point for this game and, and for the most part unless you're a racing game person that's going to pick up all the racing games like this is one you could just pick up and this could be your racing game yeah you don't you don't really need to get like a new racing game like once you've got one you like you know unless you want the challenge or the updated graphics or the updated cars like for the most part you know uh, or new tracks i guess is important like there's lots of reasons to get new games but this is a game you could just have this one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you'd be perfectly happy just playing this one too. All right, man. Well, uh, dude, I'm, I'm ready to play some games, man, for sure. Uh, it's starting to get hot outside. I'm not going to want to do stuff outside here pretty soon in the new house. So, uh, it might be time to start picking up some of these titles and playing them. Of course, Conquerors comes first and then, uh, dude, I'm stoked to see what else, you know, I've got on my list that I want to play. E3's right around the corner. We'll see some more. We'll talk some more about new games next week. Yep. Yeah, so we'll we'll see how all that goes. Uh, E3's going to be interesting. Uh, that's for sure. All right. Well, this has been episode 134 of the Game Deflators podcast, Summer Games to Chill To. Uh, my name's John. I'm Ryan. And thanks for listening. <laughs>